0: All right, and welcome back to The Square. Today, joining us is a very special guest, very good friend of the pod, Hamburg Supervisor Randy Hoke. Randy, welcome back to The Square.
1: Great to be back here, guys.
0: This is, uh, this is the second time we've had you on. We're working on something for our frequent flyers. If we get you to the Five Club, we'll punch out a little card for you. Maybe you will get a free sandwich someday.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, better than Subway. <laughs> better, better than something. Right. We will. Yeah. I. One thing I can promise you, we will do better than uh, like the lays, what are the, like the chips, the low fat chips. That's not good, folks. The sun chips. The, no, they always get the bad sun chips. I never get. Uh, they never have the French onion ones. No, so. and,
2: and they always have like the baked lays. And you're like, oh. look, you know, like if you're gonna eat a bag of potato chips, don't like half it. Like you might like just like. Only eat like that small single serving bag of potato chips, and then just like no. make sure you make up for it later, like don't pretend like well, I'm healthy so I can have like like four pounds of baked legs. No, if
0: if i'm gonna have if I have to have chips in my meal, if I get it, I'm gonna eat it and I'd rather have something
1: baked yeah uh, that's for people like me, yeah,
0: I'm not fooling myself
1: and those raspberry macadamia nut cookies at subway, yeah right, mhm-, right. I mean that's right. They do oh, have those are they, good. The cookies they, are good. They do I have, have good things. Them.
2: That they also have like, you know, no way of paying their employees apparently. So like paying them as low as possible <laughs> and no motivation. Like I've actually seen like an employee like fall asleep standing up at Subway because like they just do not care about their jobs. And like also like if I were them, I would not care about that job.
0: <laughs> well, I'm like Subway. The boys here are going to give you the goods with Randy. So Randy, we would not be us if we didn't start by talking about my my favorite one of my favorite photos I think I've seen in, in Erie County uh, politics, what have you. I don't know. just the night of the the Missy Hartman Democratic primary election and and you know, she won. She rinsed Mickey Kearns. Thank God. Uh, I know we have we'll talk about the general coming up. but what what were your feelings that night uh, for Missy bringing it home, especially doing so in Hamburg?
1: That was a good night. You were beaming, man. I was, I was, I was, I was so impressed with with her campaign from from the beginning. And uh, you know, the nice thing about uh, about her campaign, she was able to 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 take a lot of the volunteers from my campaign mm-hmm. who were who were excited about political work, and and they jumped right to work for for Missy. Um, but yeah, not only did she crush Kearns throughout Erie County, but in the South Downs. She really brought it home. Right. I mean,
2: you know, there's a lot of things, if, if I'm the Kearns campaign, I'm concerned about after that primary night, but his inability to carry even his old assembly district in the south towns. You know, like Lackawanna, West Seneca, uh, and, you know, I mean, he did fine in South Buffalo, but like the Lackawanna, West Seneca, Orchard Park, and then even bleeding over into, like, the border parts of Hamburg, those are areas that should have been strongholds for him. They should have done well,
1: and he just, you know, We'll say he didn't do well. He didn't. And I am—I really don't believe he took the situation seriously. He had all the information that everybody else had. He knew what her filing looked like. Mm. He knew what she would be doing. She, he saw her ads up on TV. And then he came out with these, these recycled commercials from previous campaigns. Mm-hmm. So um, certainly he took some things for granted there, and, and that bit him. Yeah. Well, he also,
2: I mean, for $80,000, you would have thought that the consultant advice that he bought would have been a little bit better than what he got.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny because, you know, your, your win alone is kind of proof positive that maybe the, I don't know, dipshit hard right MAGA variant of doing things uh, certainly isn't welcome in, you know, Hamburg certainly, but definitely like, I don't know, Lackawanna Orchard Park like I'm not I'm not saying these people are going to be Off to Vermont to vote for Bernie Sanders next week or something but I am saying that like I think that there is most certainly a Rejection in some circles of Like the hard line Brand of conservatism that Mickey Kearns is peddling he just decided for Inexplicably for whatever reason to Take that to the Democratic primary and Spend a shit ton of money on it
1: I think that The, the, the key is when we run quality candidates against that message we win right when we have a candidate um, much like myself I mean Missy Hartman is is a known entity in mm-hmm. local government she's more than just a town supervisor I'm coming to find out that you know just being town supervisor there's a, there's a lot more than anybody would would really think of and Missy's been able to lead a town through a pandemic. But at the same time, she's also giving back to the professional community of town supervisors. She was a leader within the Erie County Association of Governments. Mm -hmm. She's worked with the Association of Towns. So in addition to, you know, bringing it home for her residence in Eden, she's making sure that that all tides are rising in local communities, sharing information and, you know, making sure that we're all using best practices.
2: Right. I mean, and your point about being like quality candidates, I I think of like Connor Flynn and Archer Park. Another quality candidate who, you know, that's that's a municipality where you might think that a more hardline right wing might have an opportunity, and you know, and Connor, you know, is is a Democrat. I think of like uh, the mayor of the village of Lancaster, Lynn Ruda. Now she doesn't run as a Democrat. They have nonpartisan elections out there, uh, but that that town has been shifting more right in general lately, and yet you know she wins and has been very popular in there, and you know, and yourself and, and Missy. So I think you know, I think that there's a point like. When you find good candidates, even in some of these towns where there is some insurgency there on the right wing, um, we're able to win.
1: Absolutely. And where there is um, an, an organization to mm-hmm. support those campaigns, to bring some infrastructure to those campaigns. I think that's the third piece.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think strong organizations, whether it's the, the campaign itself or especially like if you have a strong town committee, like you, you guys in Hamburg have a well-organized committee that really does a lot and, and helps out a ton. And when we saw like this, you know, this most the special primary on the 23rd, the strength of primary uh, strong committees in the Republican in the new 23rd, what won because of that. It's not yeah. he didn't win because he just had such a great campaign and he really knew what he was doing. There's something to that and I think also some of the blame falls on the, the team that Carl put together, but he really coordinated very strongly. With strong committees across the southern tier, and you know, so it, it works in both sides of the aisle as far as like you know how you can win. If you have an organized committee, you can do a lot of work.
1: Yeah, that was a big surprise for me that that special primary. Um, I thought Paladino was going to fare better. I'm not really going to say if I'm disappointed or not in those <laughs> results, but it was the first election night that I went to bed without knowing the results in about thirty years. Mm.
0: Well, we we live in Erie County where. Carl's country seemed to be a lot bigger than, uh, you know, might've been in, in the Southern tier. Um, I mean, God, uh, were you not sick of those signs just being inundated with those friggin' everywhere?
1: Yep, absolutely. And a lot of those signs came to the town of Hamburg with, with the Erie County fair Mm -hmm. and, and all the eyeballs that, uh, that, that came to see the fair and, and all those signs throughout the town. So, yeah. And, uh, if anybody from the Carol Palladino campaign is listening, those signs are still up, and uh, <laughs> we would certainly love it if you could give us a hand and, and they're, get they're, them out of the right away. They're
2: going to be up forever, like that Bernie Tolbert sign on Delaware. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
2: but speaking of the fair, right? So, like, we, we want to talk a little bit about like you know your your first you know several months now in office, and I think you know I mentioned to you before we recorded, like if you're from like the North Towns. Like the n- number one thing you think of of Hamburg is probably the fair because, you know, like we're spoiled around here. Like we don't like to go in more than like five miles from our homes, so like, you know, coming from like you know, like a- East Amherst, like Hamburg is basically like Jupiter. Uh, but everybody goes to the fair, or at least knows a- of the fair. How was your f- your first fair as uh, as supervisor of the town of Hamburg?
1: It was great. It was, it was it was great in that it was so uneventful. You have so many people coming to town. Um, there's so many issues that, that can pop up. I mean, one of, one of the issues we had, uh, uh, one of our, our, our motels in Hamburg had some structural issues that had to be addressed. That's a big deal when you have thousands of people coming to come stay mm-hmm. in, in our community for a while. Um, I have to say that uh, the Agricultural Society uh, works very closely with local government to get ahead of, of any issues, any safety issues, uh, and there are daily meetings and 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 committees that meet throughout the year to make sure that the fair experience gets better every year. And they did a great job. They've worked very closely with uh, with Jamesy e. Straits, you know, the folks that set up the rides and mm-hmm. everything, to make sure that that their employees have what they need. They have a safe place to stay. Um, they've been great to work with. So there were no uh,
2: fried Oreo overdoses this year? No ODs? No. 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 Probably because I didn't go.
0: Right. Yeah. It's always next year's. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: What, what what's your favorite
1: food at the fair? Oh, I love I love fried dough. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Absolutely.
0: What's your least favorite uh carnival game? Do you have one that you just don't I I personally I hate I hate anything knocking down the pins. It, it just feels yes. even if it's not rigged anymore, Still feel like it's rigged. It is.
2: I, I I like to build people up, not tear them down. <laughs> As evidenced by anybody who's ever listened to this podcast knows about me.
1: I um, my my least favorite game probably changed when when I became a parent, and those goldfish. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't even know. I I don't even know if I saw. I don't even if they still have goldfish. But that is they do. They yeah. do. Yeah. 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 So we we got away with no goldfish. It's a rough in the one. Right. Yeah.
0: Because at least with the other ones, you're like, all right, you get a big prize, you get a big stuffed animal, and this it's like, oh, great, I get responsibility. <laughs> right, it's like, actually a big problem. Thing alive. Because people dump them in the lake, and then they grow, and then they're a problem there. Uh-huh. So, right, yeah,
1: the, don't like it. The most frustrating exercise in futility, I think, is that that BB gun game where you shoot the star <laughs> out. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody no. actually. Yeah, Bradley Cooper could not get that star. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite game is with the roll of the the dice or the hexa, or whatever it is. I don't know. You're not an it's, I got it guy. I like I got it too.
2: Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But I think I do better at the other game. I'm,
1: a, I'm an I got it kind. Of, I you know, I got it's not it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's shade. You can sit down. It's cool. Right. Yeah. There's there's actually some time to the game because like
2: you know, like you're know, like when they go, like all right well here's three rings try to get them over the milk bottle. And like four seconds later, you're like, I guess here's another $5 so I can lose again. Like, I got it. Take some
0: time. It's, yeah. You get something out of it. Well, Hamburg is not all about the fair. I mean, certainly that's a big thing, like you said, Jim. But this is, you know, let's talk turkey here. This is your first uh, term as the Hamburg town supervisor. Um, What kind of challenges, what kind of things have come up, uh, you know, foreseen, unforeseen, basically like what have what has been what's it been like a uh, few months in now?
1: Yeah, so I uh, I like to take some time to just kind of look, assess, see what's going on, see where the needs are, see where things might need to change or, or not. Um, but what what happened really quickly after I, after I started was um, some retirements, a lot of retirements, a lot of turnover mm-hmm. uh, which which was great um, in in one way, you know. Uh, certainly, we lost a lot of institutional knowledge, um, but be able to, to put, uh, put a team together. Um, we're able to bring in a new finance director um, that has some, some interesting private sector experience um, and has, has spent the last eight months um, starting to get used to how, how the public sector works. And, uh, and, and he's been great. We have, we have a lot of good stuff happening in, a, in our finance department. Um, we have a new town attorney. Uh, slash deputy supervisor, uh, Lisa Polk, uh, a young attorney uh, in Hamburg. And, uh, and she's been great, just a great advisor making, you know, when it comes to liability mm-hmm. and, and town government, um, even, even me, somebody who's worked in local government for a long time, uh, a lot of the things that we have to, to look at, to be prepared for, um, Lisa has been able to, to really make sure that the town's prepared to, to meet those challenges. So um, we have some strong leadership in some, some key departments. We just hired a new uh, director of youth recreation and senior services after our longtime director uh, retired. It's a big department in the town. Mm-hmm. We, have, uh, we have a lot of parks throughout the town, uh, and that was something that I talked a lot about on the campaign trail. So we're going to be making some, some big moves in that department as well. Um, but I, I like bringing people on. I like uh, conducting a, a search committee and a, and a search process um, and, and trying to develop consensus among those stakeholders. And when it comes to these key positions, um, we're bringing consensus to those decisions, consensus across the board, the four Democrats and the one Republican, and we're making sure that people are able to, to weigh in on those decisions. Um, that's probably been, been my, my biggest challenge. And then, um, you know, right behind that is, is the budget. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to have a, a budget due soon, um, and there's been a lot of work that's gone into that already. Uh, I've brought uh, some, some new approaches to budgeting into my administration, and, uh, and we're also um, working with some of the, uh, some of the existing uh, policies and procedures that the town has had, so that's that's also proven to be a challenge. But the, overall, the town is financially in in pretty good shape right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're certainly no no stranger to um, Hamburg, and you know your fam- family lineage being what it what it is. I have to imagine the idea of town budgets might have come up in in the dinner table conversation at the Hoke household uh, once or twice. But was there anything that? even surprise you or is surprising you as you're going into uh, putting together that budget? Or is it just more of, okay, here are priorities that I have that I'm bringing to it. I mean, is it, is there anything that's new to you with that? Or is it more like, okay, I know what I'm doing here
1: and I feel confident doing it. What's new to me is, is really the, the simplicity of the town budget. When I worked in County government, mm-hmm. it was a much bigger budget for sure and so much of our budget had to do with the state budget, which I became even more familiar with in my time with AARP. And if you follow the state budget, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of words, there's a lot of language, there's a lot of laws that are passed in the state budget. There's a lot of words and and key performance indicators in the in the county budget. When you get down to the town level, it's dollars and cents. Mm-hmm. I would like to change that process and, and bring that budget into more of a an actual planning document. It'd be nice to see some some key performance indicators mm-hmm. included there. It'd be nice to see some some budget narratives. And I think we're we're gonna get there. Um so um yeah, there's I, I forget what the question
0: Well no, was. I was just gonna I was I was just saying, I mean, is there anything about you coming into this, you know, learning uh the role now that you're Tambor town supervisor is there anything about the budgetary process that is new exciting for you or has been a a area of opportunity
1: or yeah so um shortly after we got started and and we brought this this new finance director on board um we had to bring that new finance director on board because the previous finance director had, had been terminated uh and and for good reason um not going to get any details around that right now, but, um, there, there were certainly some questionable accounting practices. And, um, what, what we found out was there were several accounts, mostly related to insurance, to health and dental insurance that, uh, had been growing over the pandemic that people weren't, weren't using. We were self-funded. These accounts were growing. Um, and some other health insurance arrangements that we had that, uh, our our brokers had been reaching out to the town for the past two or three years informing us that there was extra money in these accounts and asked, do you want to check? Do you want to apply this to, to future business? What do you want to do? And, and the town uh, didn't respond for a couple of years. So when I got there, there was over $800,000 in funds that had not been accounted for in that, any meaningful way. That's a lot of fried dough. That's a lot of fried dough. <laughs> <laughs> so... As as an elected town board member, we inherit the previous board's mm-hmm. budget. This was a unique and rare opportunity for for me to be able to take care of some things a lot quicker than we otherwise would have been able to take care of them. Mm-hmm. For example, most of our town build town uh, buildings have been um, the, our, our fire alarm and suppression equipment has been neglected for twenty five or thirty years. So we're we're putting uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars into 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 our buildings to make sure that they're they're safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're able to 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 do that a little bit quicker than than and We would have found a way to do that anyways once it was discovered. Um, but that that eight hundred thousand dollar head start has really been able to help us get some momentum on some things.
2: That's a that's a pretty good use of funds. But how much of that eight hundred thousand dollars is going to painting the water tower? Oh. <laughs> That's a
1: great question. <laughs> That's a great question. We actually, Friday, this Friday, so we want to employ the, the the best use of, of painting technology that we can find. We have a test patch going up on Friday. And if we're able to determine that this new way of, of, of painting, which would just apply a coat of paint over what we have existing, that works, the, the bill for the water tower is going to come down significantly. Um, so it's exciting. I wasn't exactly sure how I felt about the water tower when I was on the campaign trail. I didn't make any promises. I didn't take any statement on the water tower. However, once I became, once I was elected, I started to run into some folks from the community that are really supportive of this. And, and I got to tell you, they've done their homework. They've done outreach. They've done petitions. They've raised a little bit of money. They they had a a contest. I know you guys know all about the, you know, the great options we have to paint this this (laughs) water tower. Um, But I I, I was sold. I was sold. And when you drive by that water tower... Um, Chris Hennett, she's she's leading the charge on this in Hamburg, and she calls that water tower the perfect oblong spheroid. <laughs> and, uh, that that stuck with me, and that's exactly what it is. It looks like it was made to be painted as a hamburger. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's a lot of civic pride in Hamburg, um, and not that there's not other places, but it just seems Hamburg has a very unique identity, and the people of Hamburg like hold themselves in high regard in um, in the South towns there. And that water tower seems to be like proof positive of it. Like this is our thing. This is, you know, our beacon for the rest of Western New York. And it's uh you know, it's, it's a cute story, but it's also like, it's an important one. I don't know. You got to have something to hold your, your Let's, hat it's, on it's or a, your, it's a unique opportunity. Like,
2: on. like there's, there's no like famous Marilla sandwich that they can paint their water tower to look like. Um, <laughs> But like, 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 if you think like the city of Buffalo, like, like, we have buffalos all over the place in the city and even in the suburbs because like, it's. it's, But there could be a a gorilla from Manila. There could be yeah, gorilla from Marilla. Yeah, Marilla gorilla. gorilla. Yeah. (laughs) Just a thought. Um, but it's. I mean, so when you have an opportunity to like you know kind of reinforce your brand, and and it makes a point, and then and then everybody like identifies and knows about you. Um, I think. I mean, I think I think it's actually just maybe not quite a no-brainer because there are expenses that go into it, but like it seems like a pretty good win
1: for the the town of Hamburg. Yeah, and we have to we have to do something with that water tower, anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in rough shape, um, so the price tag can be a little startling. But when you look at what we'd have to do, anyways, you know, bringing some public art—that's what that's what this is, right? Like, public art. Uh, to the community, it's uh, it's a pretty good deal,
2: right? And and maybe Rochester will finally paint theirs to look like a garbage plate. Then after this, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what's I mean, you know, we we love the the civic engagement stuff, but all right, talk Turkey with us here, Randy. What what is the pulse of the people of Hamburg? You know, we've had some some pretty big elections. Obviously, we we touch base on them, but I mean, what is I I I had some thoughts. Like, I think they're we're trying to reject somewhat. You know, Trumpism, Carl Paladinism, Mickey Kearnsism, whatever you want to, that far right impulse. Uh, w- but you, you're there. You're our man on the street in Hamburg. What is, what is it that uh, the folks of Hamburg, and I guess they, by extension, the rest of the South towns, what are they really advocating for? Or, um, what What is the priority right now? I know we talked a little bit of, uh, before the show that, you know, there's a couple issues here and there uh, that were hot buttons. I mean, what. What's the pulse Pulse check of Hamburg?
1: I was talking to a, a young man from Hamburg uh, maybe a month ago, and uh, this was part of a the, – the National Federation for Just Communities came out to Hamburg to do uh, uh, an and meet. And we had to ask each other, ask our neighbors some, some questions, and one of the questions was, how would you describe your community? And this young man told me that I live in a community that is making progress – but is not progressive. And I think that really characterizes Hamburg well. If you look at the how people vote in Hamburg, it's very different between the village of Hamburg and you go out to Lakeview. It's like they're in two entirely different communities when you see those, those, those districts come in. Um, and at the same time, I think you can look at our our this past spring our school board races as an indicator for what people want in Hamburg and I, people want people want inclusivity mm-hmm. you know there was obviously two sides in this school board race, and both side was talking about agency both side was talking about how do we interact with the school board. Um, and that's, that's what people want. That election also showed us what people don't want. Mm-hmm. They don't want the, the far-right, hate-filled talking points, uh, the scare tactics that people are trying to bring to, to voters. And and now, even though the Hamburg Schools was successful in fending off um, a, a real attack on, on education, Um a lot of those players have have reorganized under a Moms for Liberty banner. I've, I've seen this. Yeah. Yeah. So so there there's there's been a little bit of action at some of our our school board meetings, but you know what? We have we have good people. We have good Progressive-minded voters that are coming to the school board, and, and they're talking about why it's important that, that teachers should be able to use all the books at their disposal to educate our children and and open up their their experience and worldview through through literature. Yeah, it's I,
2: I've seen this Moms for Liberty group. It's a national group. They uh, they are five hundred one c four, so they're a nonprofit, but they're allowed to do as long as no more than like fifty percent of their fund funding or their money goes towards like political campaigns they are allowed to be active i do think like the increased uh, funding for the irs is going to put groups like moms for liberty on should put them on watch because you know, from my little looking into it they seem to be spending closer to like 75 to 80 percent of their funding on political campaigning and that's just i mean you're not a non-profit at that point uh, yeah. and so you know i i look forward to the day where they owe like many years of taxes
1: yeah it does. It doesn't take a lot just to look at what they're putting out there on, on Facebook. It's clearly, clearly a, a political organization and clearly well aligned uh, with, with with the far right agenda.
0: Yeah, yeah. We were talking. Did you see um, the article in City and State? Uh, we were talking about it on the news of the week, but I think it bears repeating here because it's. Um, I mean, it's so vile to me that Lee Zeldin flirted with the idea of a don't say gay style bill in New York state um, where basically, you know, students uh, under seventh grade, any talk of sexuality has to be uh, referred back to their parents to to discuss, not in the classroom. And I I just see the, like the assault on schools, on teachers, on, on learning to see it in our own communities. I, I know it's, it's different in Hamburg, but at the same time. Uh, it's a the venn diagram there's a lot of overlap mm-hmm. of those groups of people of what their agenda is and a lot of it does start with censorship and limiting what you know what our children are learning and have access to like it's it, it's a i don't i hate to use slippery slope but it really is like it, it's a one-two skip to mm-hmm. getting towards more hateful stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah and i think the the key is if 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 you live in a community like like that where those venn diagrams are, are are parents people have to pay attention right and and that's what's happening in hamburg people are paying attention parents are paying attention people without children are paying attention mm-hmm. uh children are paying attention right um people are are watching this stuff because it's it's when when you look at who might like a page or who might join a group without even thinking you know and 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 you know there's there's plenty of folks that I've interacted with it, just to use the moms for liberty example you know plenty of folks that I've interacted with in the past month that they didn't know yeah. they didn't know that this is what they are really about but the folks that are paying attention they know right well cuz
2: when look like, with these hateful groups they don't pick like like we hate everybody like as their name of their group like they pick <laughs> innocuous names like moms for liberty they're not like 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 uh you know, fascism today is they're never going to pick that as the name of their team. So, uh, they do use like these kind of like more like moms for liberty. And like, oh, yeah, I, I love liberty. Yeah, of course. And I love and, moms. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love the number four. That's actually right. <laughs> I'm a big Brett Favre fan. Uh, so, uh, but so, so far this year, like we've, we've talked, but like, you know, you talked about like on the campaign trail, you talked about parks, right? Like, so how has like, you know, some of the stuff that you focus on the campaign trail, how's that? Shaking out in your first year. I mean, you've got you've got some time, but like you know, are are delivering on your uh, delivering on your campaign promises,
1: Randy? I think that uh, I would give myself a a B plus at this point on campaign promises. I um, you know, there's there's from the outside looking in, it's easy to identify the problems when all you're dealing with is what you see on on the outside. Uh, But once I got into the position. There were some other issues that kind of took priority. Um, you know, retirements and filling mm-hmm. key positions, for example, uh, put some things on on mm-hmm. the back burner. And then there's other priorities that just come out of nowhere. Uh, a great example is we got a call from a gentleman who was very disappointed that the town of Hamburg's low-income senior property tax exemption limit had not been increased since 1987. So... For those property owners in the town of Hamburg who are over 65 and own their own home and make less than $16,800 a year, they can get up to 50% off of their town property taxes. The state allows for that limit in, in 2023. They will allow for that limit to be 37400 So the town of Hamburg hasn't addressed that. Since 1987, there are uh, hundreds of taxpayers in the town of Hamburg that would qualify if we raised the limit to the 37-4. Are you saying that things have changed since Reagan was president?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> in, yes, in Hamburg. In Hamburg, they, they've just started to change. <laughs> So we're gonna be able to we're gonna be able to do that. And we have support on the on the town board to, to deliver a property tax cut. I didn't even promise a property tax cut, but for seniors, low income seniors, right. namely, we're gonna be able to deliver that cut. Good on that guy for staying on top of it, right? He did. And that's the thing. He had called previous administrations. You know, I wasn't the first town supervisor or town board member that he'd called. He'd called, so you know, I expected. That being the new guy, I was going to get a lot of the things that had been asked before. Uh, But there's a lot of good stuff in there that, Mm -hmm. you know, for whatever reason, previous administrations had had other priorities or they didn't have the time, but I was able to pick up on some of those.
0: And stuff like that, again, you're going to be on the lookout for what affects you directly. So if you are a low-income senior, you will keep an eye on that sort of thing. But good on you for paying attention because, yeah, you're right. It's very easy to get that phone call or see, you know, your secretary says, hey, John so-and-so called. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, that guy calls every week. And uh, it turns out actually he had something valuable to say and probably is a boon to you politically if we're keeping it real here. But
2: it's it's also a good program because, you know, like when you're talking about like, you know, seniors, so probably retired, low income um, or restricted income as, as well, being able to do something like that, which will help keep them in their home, keep them in their community, where they're they're healthier, they're they're happier, they're safer. They've been probably dedicated to the community. Like, they they probably don't have a mortgage at this point. If they're able to, if they're low income and they can maybe manage taxes, they're not also managing a mortgage. So they've been there for a while. Uh, you know, I mean, I, those are all good things. That's what you want to have to build your community and, and to build your town and build your village. And so, like, doing something that's pretty low effort to reward them. And to give them a little bit of relief, I think is a big deal. I mean, especially when you're talking like $16,800, like maybe also we should, like the state should be investigating, like maybe we could up the level like that call qualifies as low income. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, it's, I know that that's also like, like talking about like Medicaid recipients. Like I know the state in January 1st, 2023, they're increasing like the amount of income you can have and still qualify for Medicaid in the state by like 35%. Um it'll still be very low. Like you're not going to be making like 40,000 being able to be on Medicaid. you will be making like, maybe you can
0: make like 19,000 now and qualify for Medicaid. So where's that? Where's the fight ahead? I mean, where's the, um, you know, it's been to date, I would say a a pretty successful first term for you. Um, is there anything coming up where it's like, all right, you know, we gotta, we gotta buckle up. It's going to be, you know, we're, we're in for the fight here, or is it going to be relatively uh, smooth sailing? out in Hamburg and it's just going to be a lot of, you know, minding our house and, and really establishing, you know, you're, you're, I know you got to get your feet wet. You got to get settled into the role, but is it going to be like, Hey, we're going to have a fight ahead of us here in Hamburg and in the broader Erie County political machinations, or is it more like, Hey, I'm pretty entrenched and you know, I, my constituents and, and people in Erie County are, are confident in what we're doing out here.
1: I would say it's, it's the latter. You know, I think that we're going to see some some smooth sailing, and, and that that's been a long time in the making. One of the, the from a political standpoint, one of one of the biggest disappointments of of 2022 for Hamburg is we're going to be losing uh, State Senator Sean Ryan in mm-hmm. 2023. Big disappointment. Um, so, um, but aside from that loss. Um, and, and Senator Ryan has been has been great to Hamburg and continues to be great to Hamburg. He was he was out in our community this, this past weekend. Um, we had to re- remind him that he's, he's not running running in Hamburg um, but he's he's been great. We have a great relationship with with John Rivera. He's been able to fund some some key projects in, in Hamburg in the short time that I've been there so we're, we're looking forward to that. Uh, we have a strong board. We have a board that works well together. We have a young board. The, there, there's, there's only, we have uh, Beth Farrell, who's the, the lone Republican on the board. This is her second term. This is her first year of her second term. Everybody else, this is our first term. So, you know, that's, uh, we're, we're, we're learning together. Um there's definitely when we had when we had Kathy Hoechler for 14 years, we had Joan Kessner for eleven years, Mark Cavacoli was a town board member for like twenty-seven years, um, a lot of that institutional knowledge was was mm-hmm. passed down. Um so we're we're learning as we go, but we have some uh town board members that are are great campaigners. So next year we have uh my sister, Karen Hoke, and mm-hmm. Sean Conley are up for, for election um a town clerk Kathy Rybczynski, is up for re-election we have a town judge Carl Morgan up for re-election and uh, as far as i know right now everybody intends on on running um and i think they all would have a, a pretty good shot at, at re-election so i think we're in we're in pretty good shape
0: yeah and i and i would say you know just hamburg overall is a community on the come up i you know mm-hmm. in in erie county like i said it's uh it's really starting to just sort of hit its stride and the people of Hamburg seem to be growing more and more into that civic engagement in large part because they view themselves as having more of a sense of identity more so I think than I've ever seen in my lifetime uh so that's encouraging to see
1: yeah and I I, I really started to see the impact of that on the campaign trail when I, I I started to talk to um younger people in our community you know younger you know, 20s, 30s, early 40s that had been, had came to Hamburg because of the the pressure on the real estate market and other communities. And it was, it was too expensive to move into the the West side or Elmwood village or hurdle. So they took a look at a place like Hamburg because they heard about our, our walkability Mm -hmm. our you know, new restaurants, um, or moved to Blaisdell. Blaisdell is the place to watch. Mm -hmm. That's where I think we're going to see the most significant movement in Hamburg. A great neighborhood, houses with great bones, sidewalks, a community that was built like a community, mm-hmm. Lake Avenue, right down the, the main strip through the village of Blaisdell. Uh, you have some, some nice storefront potential. You have some uh, vacant land right on that main drag there that can be developed, we've been able to engage the business community in some preliminary discussions we're talking to to folks at the state level to see what sort of resources we can bring in but I think that's where you're going to see a lot of action in Hamburg is in the village of Blaisdell and the surrounding communities
2: yeah you have to get uh, as you mentioned John coming in, into Hamburg and he's been a pretty big supporter of Hamburg he brought uh, the speaker in so you get bring bring the speaker back around next year to uh, Blaisdell yeah right get get Carl there absolutely uh, get, like we talked about with uh, Karen McMahon, uh, make sure you, like, you know, just get him some, like, Prince memorabilia. He's a huge Prince fan. like that, Take like, a
0: nice karaoke night. Right. Sure, yeah. you know, raspberry I, berets on the jukebox.
1: <laughs> yeah. there, There's a house in the Village of Blazedale. I can close my eyes and remember now. It is all decked out in Prince paraphernalia. <laughs> Prince welcome, uh Knocking on doors, I... I knew that that was probably a prime dem, and they were probably going to vote for me. When I for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and they're right in out too. Mm-hmm. Uh well,
0: Randy, thanks for joining us, and you know, all you little hokamaniacs out there, uh, you say your prayers, you take your vitamins, and uh, you know, you you be good <laughs> out there. Um, no, but Randy, seriously, thanks for for joining us. Anything you want to get out there, I, I you could be followed on facebook social media I, yeah. I we like to ask our folks but if you don't already follow randy Hoke, you should mm-hmm. of course like his page do the thing yeah um, yeah and
1: I'm, I'm i'm now in this this awkward uh political page and personal page both yes. ad- identities i have going on people seem to make a transition to to, to one but i'm going to keep them i like having both options yeah. available right now but follow me on both yeah awesome and get down to Hamburg. go to the grange Go to yeah, Go to love the, the Grange. It's yeah. great. Mm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep.
0: All right, Randy Hoke, thanks for joining us here at the square. <laughs>